Welcome to the Fit Life with MJ podcast, a collection of healthy chats to motivate, inspire, and teach you to live your healthiest, happiest, and most confident life ever. Hello, lovelies. Welcome to this episode of the Fit Life with MJ podcast. We have a very special guest with us today, Danny. Hi, fam. <laughs> this episode was actually Danny's genius idea, and we just had to make it happen because Halloween is coming up. And as you know, huge part of Halloween is trick or treat tradition. So, Danny had the genius idea of doing an episode called Trick or Treat based on foods that are commonly thought to be good or bad. And we're actually going to debunk those myths and tell you whether they are actually good or bad. So if you've got any questions about certain foods that you think are good, but you're not sure or you think are bad, but you might not have realized that they actually aren't, then this episode is going to help uncover some of those myths for you and maybe help you feel a bit better about eating some of those foods you've previously thought weren't so good for you. Or knowing when things should really just be a treat. <laughs> exactly. Yes, that too, because it's very easy to accidentally overindulge. Especially at Halloween. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. So as you can see, we've got our little bucket here. That's if you're watching on video, by the way, guys. We're actually recording this as a video, which will be on YouTube and on Spotify. But we are also recording the audio for other podcast audio platforms. So it will make sense for you whether you're watching or listening without video. Don't worry about that. But if you are only listening, we've got a little tray of mini Mars bars here to have a bit of fun with and a little Halloween pumpkin-shaped bowl that we are going to be pulling out the words. So basically, we're going to do this as a kind of like a like a lucky dip. Yeah, lucky dip. Call it? Yeah. So Danny's going to pull out random foods from the bowl and read them out to me. And I'm going to state whether they are a trick or a treat. And then we'll talk about why and help you get a better understanding about these foods along the way. So let's have some fun, shall we? Yeah, let's get into it. Cool. So let's start off with our first little lucky dip here. All right. So first up, we've got artificial sweeteners. I like this one. Cool. So surprisingly, this is actually more of a treat than it is a trick, which might make it a trick too, because I think a lot of people think that this one's actually not that good for you. Um, there's a lot of stigma around artificial sweeteners. There's been a lot of, I guess, cancer scares as well. People think that they increase your cancer, your chance of getting cancer, which I mean, anything, if you're having too much of anything, your chance of some sort of cancer is increased these days yeah. or any sort of ill health. Um, but also there's been a lot of stories getting around that artificial sweeteners actually cause you to gain more weight. Now, I would like to go against that. Um, so if you are someone out there who is on a diet and you, you've got a sweet tooth and you want to avoid the actual sugar that does contain calories, but you've also been told that you'll gain weight if you have the artificial sweeteners, you're probably starting to freak out a bit thinking, well, where am I going to get my sweet fix from? Mm. The artificial sweeteners aren't actually that bad at all. And there's so many different varieties. I mean, of course, you've got yeah. you've got those ones like in Coke Zero and stuff like that that are chemical-based. But you've also got things like stevia, which is plant-based. 
So that's, the plant-based ones. That's the tricky thing too is there are so many different types. Exactly, yeah. And I mean some people do actually report having adverse reactions to the plant-based ones but that's just sort of like an allergy-based, kind of like, like having hay fever to pollen. Mm. Like, yeah, you might react to it because it's natural and plant-based but it's it's very mild. A lot of the cases it could be like dry throat, dry mouth, something like that. There Obviously there'll be cases of more adverse reactions but – for the most part, the artificial sweeteners themselves don't cause you to gain weight. The story originated from the idea that you have the artificial sweetener, you don't actually get the sugar spike because no actual sugar has entered your system, which then causes, and if you're not watching on video, I have air quotation marks <laughs> here, causes you to then go in the hunt of actual sugar. And right. it's just not across the board true. If artificial sweeteners are your go-to to help you get off the actual sugar addiction your brain has formed to real sugar, mm-hmm. I think they're a great way to go. So I think they're a treat. Okay, good. I like that. First Fun one. one done. Fun one to be the first one off the rank. What's All next? right, let's have a look and see what have we got here. Ooh, dried fruit. Dried okay. fruits. Okay. I want to call trick on this one. Yep. Now there's a – The only reason I call trick is because I feel like there's a lot of people out there who think that dried fruit is inherently healthy and that there's nothing bad about it. It's fruit, right? (laughs) Well, exactly. Like it is. It is fruit. It still has nutrients of fruit in it. You're still getting some of the fiber and all those sorts of things. But the problem is, like let's take dried apricots, for example. Mm -hmm. You would never take a whole six apricots. Yep douse them in sunflower oil and then eat them no not six at a time no way you'd have one two at most exactly but if you're having like even half a packet of dried apricots you're basically doing that yeah you could have like 10 or 20 in a dried apricot pack before you even realize I used to love them I used to be so addicted to dried apricots they were my favorite and it wasn't until I learned about looking at nutrition labels to see what was actually in my foods and Mm. realized hang on a sec Back then too, they added sugar to the dried fruit. So it's like fruitery has sugar. They've only evaporated the water out of it, but they add oil to keep it moist. Yeah, you don't think about that at all, do you? No. And then in a lot of cases, they do sometimes still add sugar. So you've got extra fake sugar on top of the real sugar, plus oil that's actually an unhealthy oil. And if you're eating a lot of them, you're having about eight to ten times the amount of actual fruit calories you probably would have only consumed if you were eating the real fruit as a whole. Mm. So, yeah, I call trick on that one. Um, It's fine, like have them, but just be mindful that there are actually unhealthy ingredients and just be mindful that it's easy to consume a lot of calories in a very small amount of time with those foods. Yeah, and I think that one's a bit of a trick as well in the sense that it's always in the health food aisle. Like it's always around other healthy foods. Yeah. And it does look like a like a trail mix or a health snack alternative. Yeah. So, and yeah. How many times have you fallen into – this is just getting a little bit off tangent, but still in the dried fruit category. How many times have you walked up to the pick and mix section in the supermarket just thinking categorically that that is the healthy section because there are dried fruit and nuts all through it? That's exactly how it's marketed to you. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. And so if you walk up to the actual labels on those foods – and see the ingredients that are in them, mm. even like the power mix or the antioxidant mix that's got all these dried fruits and yeah. chunks of dark chocolate and some cashews in there. The cashews are actually roasted 
more often than not, roasted with oil. Yeah. Unless they're raw. Um, if they're roasted, they usually always have oil in them because they don't put dry roasted nuts in these pick and mix things. Um, in the fruit mix ones. Mm. Uh, the chocolate itself is loaded with sugar, unhealthy fats, saturated fats to make it a solid, all of these things. So before you know it, your antioxidant power mix actually isn't really that healthy if you take into account all mm. the added sugar, fats, and yeah. All that oil too. You don't even think that there's any oil in that stuff, but if you look into it, there really is a lot. A lot. Yeah. It's very easy to consume a lot of calories in what would normally be a little innocent snack. So yeah. trick, not completely avoid, but be aware. Everything in, in small doses. <laughs> Number three. All right. So now, oh, we've got a long one. Okay. Uh, claims like high fiber. So we're going to talk about like cereal and snack bars that are high fiber. Ah, I yeah, cool. Okay. This one, this is a trick. This is a trick. Um, it's, they put these big claims on the packets, don't they? Like they want to draw away from the fact that the food itself is laced with a lot of other stuff that your body doesn't need. Sugar always first cab off the rank. Yeah, they're never going to put high sugar across the Absolutely front of a packet. <laughs> not, but they're going to pack it with sugar and then tell you it's also high in fibre because they've put that in there too. Yeah. So you're going along thinking you're doing a great job getting this amazingly healthy snack like those Fibre One bars, I don't know if they're, they're just an Australian thing. I think they might be because they're Kellogg's. But just anything that's got like high fiber written straight across the thing or iron fortified with iron or something like that, which means they've infused it with iron that's not naturally occurring. Yeah, they're just trying to draw attention. They're making it – they're trying to make it look a lot healthier than it actually is when in actual fact – more often than not, the case is if you look at the ingredients list, you're going to see there's a lot of sugars, a lot of unhealthy oils and things like that, and an ingredients list as long as your arm of things that just don't need to be in your body. Yeah, and it's not a pure form of fiber to get the high fiber. Mm. You're having so much other stuff with it, right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah, it's it's usually it's what they call fortifying is just adding an ingredient into a food that wouldn't normally be there naturally. Yeah. So, yeah, that, that is a trick. So that's a really good one to be aware of because you could load your trolley up with stuff that says high fiber this and low GI that. And, and again, they're some of the ones that are in the diet bar section. Like you think it's yeah. a diet food and like then sometimes mm. they don't even taste that good and you're having mm. it because you think it's better you're for doing you the right the, thing. Than the actual chocolate bar or the Twinkie. Yeah. Twinkie. What's a Twinkie? Do people eat Twinkies these days? <laughs> I don't know what a Twinkie is. Twinkies in primary school. <laughs> <laughs> and I think they're American. <laughs> I've never had a Twinkie. <laughs> oh, oh my God. All right. What's next? Is it Twinkies? No. <laughs> We've got <laughs> roast chicken from the <gasps> deli. Guys, this one I learned. I was... 2022 20, years old, which means I was 32. I was this years old when I discovered that they pump the chicken that you, the pulled roast chicken that you get in the deli. It's in, innocent enough. You think, oh, it's just a chook that's been cut up. I mean, let's just let's just say, you know, it's a chook that's been defeathered and it's been chucked on a spit and it's been roasted and then they pulled it, made it part, and they put it in the deli and they sell it to you for twenty four dollars a kilo. But if you, they now have to put ingredients claims on the signs in the deli and it says contains milk. Yeah, all the allergens and stuff. And then if you look at the ingredients list of the whole chickens that are still raw that you buy at the supermarket to roast yourself, the vacuum sealed ones, yep. they actually say milk 
in the ingredients list because they have to state it because it's there. Because if you're allergic to milk and you buy this chicken thinking it's a chook. But you wouldn't even, even if you were allergic to milk, like would you even think to check a raw, plain piece of chicken? Like probably not. I wouldn't. I certainly wouldn't. That would trick me. (laughs) It came to my attention when I was innocently buying some chicken for my salad one day and I was like, contains milk? Chickens don't make milk. Different animal. What's going on here? Yeah, chickens are not dairy. What is going on here? And um, I just I looked a bit further into it and that's when I realised that the actual whole raw chickens that you're supposed to roast yourself are actually infused with milk as well as a lot of water. Yeah, and is that just to make them look more plump and appealing? Sadly, the water adding is to plump them up so that you're actually paying more for the weight of the chook and it looks bigger, but actual meat density is not – you're yeah. not getting a, as much meat density as what you think you are, which is why when you roast them, you've got a quarter of a chook left. Yeah, so you're getting tricked both ways. You're getting yeah. tricked with what's in it and then tricked with what you're paying for too. And I don't even know the point of the – if milk was meant to be in chooks, chooks would make milk. Like yeah. what, I'm, like they're not fortifying beef with milk and b- milk actually comes from cows. So like what That's what funny, is going on it? here? Yeah, <laughs> they're stretching it's, it out. It's crazy. Yeah. But it, all, it also could be to do something with the flavour or the way that the chicken it holds, its texture possibly. Colour as well maybe. They're yeah. always dyeing things and tricking us of how it's mm. meant to look. So there's yeah. lots of tricks in the food industry, I think. Yeah. But that one is – that's a trick. That one's a trick. Um, obviously, I'm not going to say don't go near the deli chicken because, I mean, milk. It's milk. But oh. it's just like – Look at what they're putting in our food that we don't even know about. Yeah, it's still it's still good to eat the chicken versus, you know, eating a chicken burger. Well, but I'd rather my chicken with milk than canola oil. Exactly. For sure. Exactly. So yeah, let's let's go to the deli instead of the KFC, but still. <laughs> still. Be mindful. Every oh, there's too many tricks. <laughs> oh, so many. All right. What have we got next? A little one. Oh, pro yo. What like pro yogurt? Protein yogurt? I guess so, yeah. Protein yogurt, yeah. So that's basically – that's a treat. That's inherently a treat. I mean, yogurt is naturally high in – protein is the word I wanted. <laughs> naturally high in protein. All of the words that yogurt is naturally high in tried to come out of my mouth at once. <laughs> um, but, it, yeah, so pro-yo, basically just – yogurt that's higher in protein than most yogurts so it's got its natural yogurt proteins but then they've gone and added a little bit more Mm -hmm. for that extra boost perfectly fine um I get a lot of questions actually about protein yogurt is this okay can I have this and yeah like the only time I ever say to be wary of yogurt is when the sugars get too high yeah because any fats that are in yogurt are naturally occurring in the full cream of the milk that was used so it's natural Mm -hmm. dairy fats um, and everything else is, it's loaded with natural, healthy, good bacteria. Mm-hmm. Um, it's only an extra bit of protein boost. It's perfectly fine. It's just about watching the sugar levels when, uh, if you're buying one that's flavored like a strawberry or blueberry, or something like that, usually yep. they've added sugar to make it taste that way. But the industry is wising up. They're starting to actually make no added sugar versions yeah and people are starting to prefer that more natural flavor so it is very easy to come across high protein low sugar yogurts these days so yeah definitely yeah. a treat i have a question while we're on the topic of yogurt i like it is you know greek yogurt versus standard vanilla yogurt like there's a lot of 
hype, I guess, about Greek yogurt. Is that quite true? Does that as far as... I always love me a good Greek yogurt because I, it's just to do with the way it's made. It's um, it's like, I guess, cheddar versus Swiss cheese. Like it's still a cheese. It's just made differently, cured a different way. Um, the Greek way tends to maintain a lot of different nutrients, different mm-hmm. bacteria and things like that, as opposed to the um, your regular other non-Greek yogurts. Um, I guess it's almost kind of like a, and I go to say this analogy and then realize that maybe a lot of people don't actually know that there's much of a difference between um, heat treated honey and cold filtered honey, but like mm-hmm. honey is honey, but if you treat it with heat, you're going to lose a lot of the nutrients because they get killed off in the heating process. Whereas cold filtered honey is, it's still filtered. It's still well processed, mm-hmm. but they didn't use heat. So the, the bacteria remains, it's a much healthier um, honey. Yep. Whereas with yogurt, it's very similar. A lot of um, homogenizing of milk that mm-hmm. goes into the process uses heat, which then removes a lot of the bacteria. Greek yogurt tends to sort of avoid many of those processes yep. and just the setting process, um, and then, of course, flavor. It changes the flavor for you as well. So you get more of a sour flavor from the Greek. I prefer Greek personally, but I'm not one to still turn away from regular dairy cool. yogurt. But yeah. Good to know. Thank you. <laughs> All right. So what have we got next? Oh, one at a time. Okay. Oh, coconut oil. <gasps> oh, this one. Oh, can we have a trick and a treat in one? Oh, maybe. Can we? I mean, this one is... So uh, it's such a long running thing for different people mm. that it's super healthy and it's you can use it on your hair and it that's a bit yeah. of a trick. Um, to, <laughs> side note, coconut oil in your hair is not as good as it can be made out to be. Personal so, experience? Uh, yeah, personal experience <laughs> and, and a bit of a hairdressing background. It's just it's not as good as uh, a actual hair treatment, but... How is it for your health, for your nutrition? Love this one. I'm excited that this one came up because uh, it is hailed as a superfood, obviously, because as far as oils go, it's got a lot of nutrients in it. Let's get a little bit, let's get a little bit technical here. You guys are going to learn some stuff about triglycerides, which are fatty acids. So you've got, um, when it comes to fatty acids, the way that our bodies Uh, the the types of fatty acids that exist and the way that our bodies absorb them and use them. You've got long chain triglycerides, medium chain triglycerides, and short chain triglycerides. Long chain obviously take longer for your body to break down. So they're less likely to store as fat, more likely to store to be used for everything that your body needs fat for Mm -hmm. in its digestive process. Um, So it's kind of like high GI versus low GI, but the fat version. Um, Short chain is much easier for your body to break down. If it doesn't get used, it gets stored quicker. Uh, Medium chain, happily sit in the middle. And probably your body's favorite uh, one to have come in in terms of ease of using for energy and also ease of storing. So you've got that best of both worlds. Like you can Mm -hmm. use it, you can store it, but it's easily. At the end of the day, it turns into fat, which all burns off the same way. Slight calorie deficit, exercise, healthy eating. So nothing really changes there, but that's just your little background on how they work, Mm -hmm. fatty acid chains. But with coconut oil, it is predominantly seen to sit in the medium chain triglycerides category. Right. So it's been hailed as this superfood because it's like the optimum fat source. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) I can feel that. Allergies. (laughs) And 
um, because it is naturally derived from a plant loaded with nutrients. So we like that because it's not heat treated and abused and basically just liquid plastic like canola oil. Mm. So everyone thinks it's this amazing, healthy godsend of a fat. Mm-hmm. And it tastes delicious if you get the unrefined version. Oh, yeah. Adds a lot of good Yummy. fragrance to your foods. Yeah. So it's a treat in that way. It's a trick in the fact that it is actually still a saturated fat, mm-hmm. which we need to be very careful of our intake of. As a whole, saturated fats of your whole fat intake should only be about 25% of your entire fat intake, if that. So it's like if you aim for about no less than, no more than five grams of fat in a food per serve, yep. only about three grams of that entire five should be from saturated. Yep, yep, yep. Okay. Per food. Coconut oil is 50% saturated fat. Right. No. Well, mostly saturated fat. That's why it's softer so it doesn't go hard like a butter or um, as as kind of hard as like the animal fat that you, you get in the pan after you cook a steak or something. Yep. But it is – it's mostly saturated fat. So it is very easy to over – in take in too much saturated fat if you are lacing everything with coconut oil. So it's really um, important to be aware of that so that you're not – just lacing your food with coconut oil nonstop because you've been told it's healthy. Before mm. you know it, your cholesterol will be through the roof because you've had way too much saturated fat. Is there a ratio that you should have of like a rule of thumb for if you'd use X amount of olive oil to coconut oil? Like is it if it's not the same like for like, is it like half the amount of coconut oil or? If you're combining the two in one meal, I would probably just try to make sure that at no more than a third of the entire fat content of the meal is from the coconut oil. Okay. So that over the whole of the day, you want to at least make sure that no more than a third of your entire daily fat intake has come from the saturated fats like the coconut oil, just to make sure that you're not going over that saturated fat intake. Mm -hmm. But as far as saturated fats go, it's probably the best one out there. Okay. So trick and treat. Mm, Good. And a little bit of education. (laughs) absolutely i didn't know anything about all those mct and lct and all that so that's good to know (laughs) oh okay this one is one of my personal favorites i am a self-confessed addict of coffee so tell me is coffee a trick or a treat coffee is a treat oh my god (laughs) yes and it's probably a bit of a trick in the fact that a lot of people think it's not a treat it's totally fine i mean again moderation like yep. don't go and have 200 liters of coffee a day just because mj said it's a treat <laughs> and not with 50 sugars in every cup oh yeah well <laughs> sugar's a whole different story yep. i don't think we need to have that even in here because everyone knows it's everyone knows where sugar sits but coffee i get a lot of people asking me especially girls who have just started their forever fit journey they'll ask is coffee still okay i'm a I'm just in love with my morning coffee. It's my thing. It's my morning routine. It's my ritual. Like, oh, girl, I run on coffee. Like, I love – I don't even care about the caffeine and it's the flavour for me. Oh, both. But, yeah, it's delicious. It's like it's an experience. It's an enjoyable beverage and it's a social thing too. Oh, it's such a moment, isn't it? Especially being in Melbourne. Oh, Melburnians, yeah. Like, if if, I watched a thing last night, like – Guilty pleasure here. I've been obs- – I can't believe I'm about to say this. I've been watching on Netflix. 
I have to say it now, don't I? Yeah, what? What is I've it? I've been watching on Netflix, Bill Nye Saves the World. Who is Bill Nye? Is that <gasps> oh some gosh. old British dude or something? He's American, but he's okay. a scientist. And he used to he used to have I – I never saw his kids' show because he's – I think I'm too young. But he used to have a kids' show called Bill Nye the Science Guy. Right. And the only reason I even know that that exists is because of the Big Bang Theory. Okay. And they're obviously obsessed with him. Super geeky. Okay. <laughs> so I started watching his Bill Nye Saves the World because he's got all these different episodes and like Carly Kloss is a correspondent on the show. Oh, so cool. I'm just like, oh, if she's on there, I'm in. So I'm watching yep. him with all these episodes about different things that um, to do with the world and, and so using science basically to save the world in different ways like mm-hmm. medicine climate change all those things last night they, they did one on climate change and Carly Kloss actually had uh designer the rapper oh yeah yeah yeah. and they did a bit where he was trying to buy all these foods but they kept disappearing and then Carly would step in and go well yeah because the warming temperatures killed off this plant so now you can't have your coffee and I was just like oh, wait that's right actually the weather is going to take away the cocoa beans, yeah, the caffeine beans, whatever they are, coffee beans, coffee beans. But yeah, because coffee's getting like more and more expensive too. Yeah, yeah. So if climate change get keeps getting worse, coffee. Oh my god! So we better make the most of it now while we've still got it. So and we and we can. and you absolutely can. Okay, you absolutely can. But there is some things you need to know about coffee just to make sure that it doesn't affect your health negatively because yep. there, there's a lot of stigma around coffee to say that it can make you gain weight and you've only got to go onto TikTok for half a second to have a video pop up saying, here's why coffee is making you fat. And it's not the coffee itself. If like caffeine has no calories, coffee has no calories, just pure black coffee. But mm. what it does do is it has an effect on your, not only your cortisol levels, but your insulin levels. Mm-hmm. And that affects your hunger. So, and I've done this experiment experiment on myself recently, actually, because I fell into this trap of I would roll out of bed, I would pour myself a black coffee, I would take my dog for a walk, mm-hmm. I would come home, I would finish that coffee because I never did finish it, get in the shower, make my breakfast, and all day I just was like right before my meals, I would just be like, I'm so hungry. Why am I so hungry? Why am I so hungry? I'm eating enough calories. Why am I so hungry? Yep. And then I remembered, oh, you're having coffee on an empty stomach. You're messing with your insulin levels from day one, like from the yeah. first minute of your day. So I stopped having the coffee and switched it for a lemon water. Not that the lemon water has anything to do with it. I just prefer flavored water. So I went for mm. lemon juice in water and I'm just not hungry throughout the day anymore at all. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because yeah, coffee stimulates everything. I think mm. I didn't realize uh, until I was a bit older when I've got like pains and stuff like that because coffee stimulates so you feel everything mm. more. So yeah. if you've got nerve pain, like pain in your nervous system, having coffee will make that pain, you'll feel it even more. So that's not one of those things that I sort of didn't realize until I was a bit older mm. to avoid coffee, especially like for me when it's like if I've got cramps and stuff like that, like to not have my coffee and to have something else mm. because it amplifies the pain too. So yeah. it does it does have an effect on your system in a in a different way, but not yeah. on your fat gating, which is it's not gonna make you gain weight, no. no. And coffee can be your best friend if you just use it in the right way for you. You know, yeah, you're just having it in moderation a couple of times a day. You're not making you're making sure it's not the first thing that goes into an empty stomach. Mm-hmm. And you're not dousing yourself in caffeine when you're also on other medications that are supposed to dull your neuro neurostim neurostimulants. Ah, I can't talk. 
your neurotransmitters in your brain, yep. basically. So if you're if you're taking Panadol to get rid of pain and then you have coffee, you're going to canceling out the Panadol to a certain degree. Yeah. Um, yeah. So and I, some people are very sensitive to caffeine, and other people are very re- resilient to it. Like I get up mm. ten coffees a day and just be so level. Like I, yep. I probably wouldn't sleep for six weeks, <laughs> but. I won't feel jittery, whereas I know other people who have like one coffee and they're like, oh, my God, I've got the shakes. Yeah, and even I can have a coffee late at night and still sleep fine. So it, mm. it is different for everybody. And I think it's shifted as well with um, pregnancy and breastfeeding and stuff. It used to be, I think, a bit more of a fear thing. Mm. And now it's like it's not really going to do anything. And I feel like a lot more girls these days aren't worried about it as much as probably our mums were and yeah. things like that because there's more and more and more education out there, which is really good yeah yeah absolutely but as a whole I definitely would say coffee is a treat just as everything usually in moderation beautiful just not on an empty stomach all right so now what have we got next oh okay so maple and golden syrup ah this one gets a lot of people off guard because everyone thinks they're the same thing but actually Golden syrup is Wait. basically just sugar flu- sugar syrup, sugar liquid. They're not the same. They're not the same. I didn't know that. I thought they were the same thing. Ah, fun. Oops. Okay. So golden syrup is, it's just, it's like liquid toffee. Like it's, okay. it's just basically sugar in a liquid that makes it thicker. Right. Um, maple syrup is actually derived from the maple tree. So it's kind of similar to honey in the way that it comes directly from a natural source. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to try and get pure 100% maple syrup so that you actually are getting one that's not had a lot of other sugars and stuff added to it to boost the flavour after they've killed everything off by heat treating it. Mm-hmm. Um, are you, is it the Queen brand? No, there's another brand. It's actually It actually says 100% maple syrup. It's in that cute little glass bottle with the little handles on the Oh, yeah. Neck. I don't actually – the reason I probably don't know the difference is I am a honey fan. I'm not really into yeah. maple or golden syrup. So, but, yeah, I know what you, I know the one you mean. Yeah. I've sampled both in times because, I mean, they have different flavours. So, mm. if you're trying to get a certain flavour in a sweets recipe and you want to use natural sugars, maple syrup gives a different flavour to honey. Mm. Different consistency too because maple syrup is runnier than honey. Yeah. And it doesn't go as thick when it's cool. So, if you want something to stay solid – in when it's cooled like a slice mm-hmm. honey's you go to but you can sweeten things like cakes with maple syrup because it'll seep into the mixture more easily mm-hmm. um and just the flavor of course as well but um yeah so golden syrup is a is a trick mm-hmm. golden syrup is just processed sugar in a syrup and maple syrup is the treat that is natural sugars and full of nutrients Good to know. I literally would not have known the difference, so now I do. Thank you, MJ. Love that. <laughs> All right. Next up, we've got – oh, this is a good one to follow up with. We've got raw sugar. So there's ah. about a million of these in the supermarket oh now. Oh, my goodness. If you Google other names for sugar, you'll lose your mind. There's so many. There, I've, I've, I can never recall them all off the top of my tongue. Um, but raw sugar is a funny one because actually everyone seems to think that raw sugar is actually quite healthy. Compared to? Compared to white sugar, yeah. like your regular white sugar cube sugar. I mean, it's got a few more nutrients. It's kind of like there's a chain of succession of sugar. Starts as the sugar cane, gets turned into molasses, gets turned into brown sugar, mm-hmm. gets turned into raw sugar, gets turned into white sugar. 
Okay, so they are all the same thing to start with. They're all the same thing to start with. And then as they go down the line of succession, more and more nutrients get removed. Okay. So raw sugar is actually second worst. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Okay. Mm. And then if you want sugar in its purest form, the sugar cane. Molasses is your next one, so it's basically the liquefied version of the sugar cane. Mm -hmm. But then raw, yeah, raw sugar, because if you think about it, Raw sugar is in these tiny little cubes in the packet that you get it in. Mm. It doesn't grow like that on the plant. No, it's and like when you say it like that, where it's between brown sugar and white sugar, the color of it is as well. So that kind of mm. makes sense too. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. the The darker a food is, usually the more nutrients it still has left in it. Yeah, yeah. And molasses is quite dark. It's a very mapley coloured food. My mum used to give my, uh, molasses to our horses. Oh. And this is before I knew anything about sugars. I was like six. <laughs> but I used to actually, she'd be putting like teaspoons, tablespoons of molasses in the horse food. Yeah. And I'd be taking some for myself because that stuff's delicious. I don't even think I've tried molasses. It's such a form. deep, rich flavor. But it, it, it's a very, it's very rich. Yeah. And it would, it overpowers a lot of flavors. That's why it's not usually used in cooking because yeah. it is so powerful. Like sickening. Yeah. Yeah. It's got its place, but not in not in your everyday cakes and slices. Yeah. So raw sugar, still slightly better than white sugar, but not as much as yes. it's made out to be. I'm going to call trick on that one yeah, because people think it's healthy because it's got the word raw in front of it. But at the end of the day, it didn't come out of the plant looking like that. She ain't raw. No. No. <laughs> no. Not to the definition of raw. Oh my gosh, that's all of them. We're oh, done. We are done. Do you know what else is a treat? Oh my God, is it a Mars bar? It is a Mars bar. Ah. If you can hear that rustling and you're not watching the video, that is our <laughs> mini fun size Mars bars that we got in oh my celebration of Halloween. This is. That we are going to absolutely eat because so guess what? Moderation. Yeah, we can definitely eat these because Absolutely. If I Logan's can get coming it open. in to have a piece as well. Hello, this is for <laughs> me. Thank you. Oh my gosh, this has been so fun. I have learned so much. Like this has been such a good chat. I love it. I love yeah, I, there was a few things I had no idea about, so thank you so much for clearing them up with oh, me. Yay. Well if they helped you then I know that there's so many people listening and watching who got a lot of info out of that as well I had so much fun I'm like reeling yeah. off all this info I was like where's this coming from I'm so glad I still retain all this information about oh, these foods <laughs> definitely and I think as well like there's probably so many other things we could talk about so if you guys oh. do have any other ones that you're not sure about yes. drop us a line pop it like pop it in the comments hit us a dm like it's MJ obviously knows all about it, so don't be afraid to ask some silly questions because I'm I'm really good at that. So. I'm actually going to put a question because in Spotify now you can add question sections. Oh, yeah. So if you're watching or listening on Spotify, you can do both. Um, I'll put a question section so you can actually tell us what other foods you would love us to cover so that you can find out if they are a trick or a treat. And if you're on YouTube definitely pop your question in the comments and we will check that and we'll make an episode based off all of those requests. If you're not watching on or listening on any of them, there will be a link to my Facebook mm. Messenger and Instagram on the show notes so that you can jump in and send me a DM telling me what you would love to hear about next. And yeah. we'll do another episode if we get enough questions through. I love that. This is going to be fun. So good. Oh, thank you so much for listening, guys. I'm 
I hope you enjoyed this as much as we did. We had so much fun. Absolutely. I cannot wait to take a bite out of my Mars bar, but I don't want to do that while I'm still talking to you. <laughs> um, as always, though, guys, if you did get value from this episode and if you know anyone who you think would also benefit from hearing this or any other episodes from the podcast, please do not keep it to yourself. Please share it with them. Tell them to jump across and have a listen. Take a screenshot, share it to your story so that more people can see it. And I would also absolutely love it if you would take just a minute to pop over to the review section of the platform you're listening on. Leave us a positive five-star review so that we can get up there in the algorithms, on up in the charts. Wherever. We just want people to hear us talking. So that more people can find us and we can reach and help more people. I cannot do that on these platforms without your help. Thank you so much for tuning in once again, guys, and I will talk to you in the next episode. Thanks, ma'am. Bye. Bye for now. (laughs) That was just me taking a bite.